Hello and welcome to the Ta Lao podcast. Of course, with the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, we're all stuck at home. But guess what? I have a few guests joining me here today. First off, he's been on this podcast before. Mr. Gian, my good friend, back from the UK, safe and sound. And the other person, he is the Zlatan Ibrahimovic of Thai football. Kun of from the football tribe, aka Tactic Times. How are you guys both doing today? I'm alright. I'm a bit, you know, paranoid about the virus. Whenever I sneeze, I think it's the end of the world. But other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm alive and well. Op, what about you? No, I'm good. I'm, like, using this time to take care of my houseplants. So that's nice. It's not really, like, Slatanish, but it's, it's the truth. Alright, before we get to the, the football, of course, how, how are both of you dealing with the situation? Because I'm pretty sure in all of our lifetime, we've never been through a situation where everybody, pretty much the whole world, is just stuck at home. GNU first, how are you doing? Well, I'm just sort of doing my university work and trying to like, exercise indoors, just trying to keep myself going. But you know, I miss going outside, I miss the fresh air. Uh-huh. I thought coming back to Thailand, I wanted to like, be in the heat you know, after all those months in England, but just stuck inside is a bit... I miss playing football, to be honest. I mean, like, I'm pretty much the same. Uh, I, I miss playing football. But I, like, lucky enough, I have, like, work, so it's, it's keeping me busy. Okay, now we gotta go back a little bit in time. So, the Thailand 2020 season, four games have been played. What's your overall impression so far? Have you been impressed? Have you been disappointed? Op, let's start with you. This is, like, I'm really enjoying the start of to the season. Uh, first of all, like, I'll, I'll be clear. I'm a, like, BG Batum United fan. And it's great to, like, to see the, the, my team back again. And I think with Buriram struggling, BU doing so well, and Chiang Rai struggling, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just fun. I, 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 I like the, the chaos. It's great. Jian, over to you. Well, from a Muang Tong perspective, the break is pretty good to give the players more time to prepare, give the young players time to work together. But... I really like. I, I wish season didn't stop. Of course, because we started really well. We yeah. had a very high quality, high pace start to the season, and I'm really afraid that when we come back, especially if the players haven't trained for a while, that could be worrying. Uh, and to skip ahead, like for April 18th, it's not going to happen anymore because the government announced a shutdown until the 30th of April. So the like the f- soonest we'll see football back is on the 30th of April, first of May kind of time which is a really long way away, especially if players are not allowed to train as well. So, like, what's going to happen to their fitness levels and all that? I, I, can, I hope the season resumes with the same, the same momentum, but it's going to be hard. Yeah, looking forward, as you said, there probably won't be any football in the entire month of April. And still in May, we don't know if they'll be playing in front of a crowd or not, or will it be a closed stadium? Have you guys... I mean, this is open to both of you guys. Have you had any insider information in terms of the realistic possibility of the games being played in a close atmosphere? Or will they shift towards, you know, longer in June or July, where by then hopefully fans can go in and enjoy the games inside the pitch? Uh, from what I heard, the clubs are very hesitant to let the games be played behind closed doors because their number one source of revenue is, you know, match day income, ticket revenue. 
and they were they resisted uh, the, the call from the FA to play behind closed doors. I think they probably regret it a little bit more now because if they'd played behind closed doors for a couple of weeks and then cancelled it, that would have been more income than they have now. And I'm just thinking about the situation where those players are still getting paid their wages, they're still getting having to pay management running costs, and they're getting no income. And like these Thai football clubs are already in a bad state before the season started. Like, I, I don't know how the financial health of these, of these clubs are right now, but it is going to be very worrying to see the financial state of these clubs and whether they're actually going to need to be bailed out by some somebody who has money to bail out these clubs, you know? Maybe owners have to spend it from their own pocket or something like that because to keep these clubs going when there's no revenue coming in will be very tough. For sure, yeah. Op, what about you? What are your thoughts on this? I, I worry about the smaller clubs in T4 or T3 because mm-hmm. we all know, like, uh, there's, like, there's no... Safety net for them. Yeah, it's it's almost like a year by year type of treatment that clubs, almost you can argue from T two down to T four, are going through. We see uh, so many teams in the past few years leaving Thai football. We see a lot towards the older clubs. You know, the likes of the military clubs and clubs that's been there for times before even we were born are just now extinguished because of how you know unlikely the circumstances are with all the financial implications with the game nowadays so moving on from that let's talk a bit about youth and something will make us cheer up a little bit some talents that have been going around in the Tura Thai League in the past few seasons have been phenomenal we've seen players that have you know been an absolute star some still rising stars some gone on to being you know a superstar for their clubs now we have quite a long list of players who've achieved a lot throughout their career so far, but let's go with some of the players who you see being a rising star this year. We can go in circles for this one. I'll throw it to you first up. Any player in particular to look out for this year? I'll start off with this kid from Samut Pagan FC. A player I don't, I don't know much about him. He's a 19-year-old winger called Dirawut Wing Won. He, uh, like, I um, took notice of him from the Tarot game. He started on the right, and, like, he's got quick feet, uh, technic- technically good. But he's not, like, a pure winger like Jaren Sak, who goes, you know, to the byline and put in a cross. Uh, like, uh, this this kid, wing one guy, you know, he, uh, <laughs> he could come in and link up play a bit. Which is, I think it's a, to make it like far in the game, you gotta have both. You know, you 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 go wide and come in and influence the game. Yeah. And uh, I like after the game, I kind of text a player agent I know, and he's not, um, Wing One's agent, but he did say like, oh, this kid is good, and not much not much is known about him, so. A dark horse, but a really promising talent. Uh, so a new pick, another player. Uh, I think if you were to go to other players who performed well so far this season, I think Natawood from Manchester United has had a really good start to the season. Obviously come back from FC Tokyo, where he played on loan last year. And he got a few good games in in J3. He's come back and he's looked very lively up front. They've played him in place of Brenner Marlow, so it took a while to settle in. 
and um, because Nelson Bonilla left. So it's a pretty big responsibility to come in and you know play up top. And he's done pretty well. I think he scored a goal for himself in the first game, and he's been pretty like lively in attack. I hope he gets more game time, even though the competition up front. And it just shows that BU's sort of uh, production chain with FC Tokyo is working because their first player they sent there was uh, Jacket, the right back, who hadn't, who didn't come back and do very well. So I hope this this shows you know Thai clubs and Japanese clubs that this sort of connection that they're doing with the youth players is working. I hope they keep it going. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna go with a player from SCG Mengtong, Sandy Wongdui. I'm pretty sure both of you have heard about him so far. You know, he's, he's, he's a raw talent at the moment. He's been at the club since the academy days. So he's been playing for SCG Mengtong way, way back since the U15 days and, you know, just climbing through the ranks just like any other academy players. There's a picture of him with... um. Palamed and I think Pachalapon, where it was that that gang of young Mung Tong talents climbing up through the ranks and going through all the different things together. And it's finally, it's time. He's waited seven years to finally break through to the first team. And he made his debut against Rayong, where he got a goal. Again, the, the Rayong keeper that game was an absolute mess. <laughs> but, you know, he got game time against Rayong and also the following week got game time against Chonburi. I think that attacking midfield role this year for Mung Tong, I'm pretty sure Gama is going to be open to trying a lot of new options. We, maybe Saharat drops back some games and Sunday gets in. Maybe they play the, the new Uzbekistan player they sign. So I think that with, with Sunday this year, it's a chance for him to not only get game time, but also develop new partnerships with different foreign players who are up top for Mung Tong and hopefully long-term wise he can feature in the national team as well so he's my pick for the first round now let's go to our second round now Jian this time you first who whose name are you throwing out there well continuing on from Mung Tong well for a start to comment on your on your uh, Sunday thing I think honestly when William Pop comes back from fitness and I think he will struggle for game time a little bit because you know you need results and Mirzaev and as number 10 and, you know, Durley and William in front of him probably going to be the, the first choice uh, forward line. But I think one player for Mung Tong who will get a lot of game season is Watanakon at left back. Because, you know, Mung Tong have not gotten proper left back since Tiwetan left. You know, they've just struggled there. They played uh, Weirawood Kayem there some, day, some games. He was, you know, defensively a mess. Decent going forward, but defensively a mess. And just in general, they haven't found a reliable option. Uh, they signed Daisuke Sato and then he got injured. Yeah, he's hurt all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think personally they might be looking to change him with somebody else. If Watanakon does well enough to play at left back, then maybe you could use an ASEAN slot on a sort of a center mid or you know a Vietnamese player, someone who can bring something to the team that local players can't. Because you know Thailand is really good at for some reason producing left backs now. Suddenly, recently, you know, suddenly we have like five left backs in the under twenty three team who can do very well. And Watanakon is one of them. He's really good going forward. He's put in. He has a really good like early cross that he puts in. Like he's like, when he receives the ball and he's still not. He's really far from the byline. He can still find like Derley up top. He can find um, those players in the box. And Mel Tong's forward line has a lot of height this year, right? So Mirzaev is good in the air. Derley is good in the air. So I think he could get a lot of assists from the left this season. All right. Yeah, for sure. I think Mung Tong's experiment of playing young players i know we talked this a little bit on the last podcast jian how early on in the season maybe gamma is given more freedom and then hopefully when 
you know, the season progresses and every player gels in and finds their own momentum. He has that starting 11 that he sticks with long-term. Op, what about you? Your second young player you like to throw out? I'll go for another left back. <laughs> Just to keep it with the theme. Supanburi's Jirawat Tong Si Prao. 21 years old, left back signed from Rajaburi FC. This is uh, like a, one of a low-key promising talent. I think he will have a decent career, but how high is his like full full potential? Well, that that will be a, a like an interesting question. This is like um, a tall kid who you know it's an added bonus for a fullback. So he's tall, so um really useful in set piece situation and. He could cross. He's a good crosser of the ball, good at set piece. But his weakness is his pace. But he makes up for it by you know his long legs, and uh, he's really he could be a bit rash in his like tack tackling. But with like Adebayo in charge, I think he'll iron that out of like zero watts game, and he'll be a more complete, a uh, more solid defender. If he gets regular food, like um, regular game time at Supanuri, which I believe he will, so a good player. Yeah, for sure. Quite quite under the radar in terms of that pick. I don't think a lot of Thai fans even know that name when you when you said initially. Anyhow, another name that I'm sure not a lot of people. That's for yeah. both his picks. It's. It's Ob's brand. <laughs> Ob's brand is being a hipster. You know, I, I I will see the player before anyone else does. And then I will say he's good. <laughs> and then no one can check if I'm wrong or right. So, mm. up the brand. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could say like, oh, yeah, but not, see, that's the thing where we're all trying to like out, you know, out hipster each other <laughs> with this. Like, oh, I know this player. The obvious ones get missed. So you want to talk about the obvious guys as well, you know? Hey, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. <laughs> okay, back to my turn. This player, I'm sure you guys have probably heard of him before, Nantawat Suan Gao from Rayong. He's a striker. This guy is actually from your team initially, BG Batum. And he's been loaned out to a few interesting places. He went to Khongan. And he's played at, I think, uh, BG's second team before. And then now he's at Rayong. And, okay, with this guy, Nantawat, he's not going to get a lot of goals. We see his stats. He's, he doesn't score you know doesn't score a lot but in terms of his dynamic and he's on the pitch he has so much energy he just runs around chases so many of the balls that the defenders are passing through him and for people wondering who he is he featured in the game against i believe australia in the afc u23 match akira nishino put him in and He's, he reminds me a little bit of Roberto Firmino in Liverpool where he's going to be that front guy that just runs around and chases the defenders. He's a tall guy as well, 182 centimeters. And in an era where Thai football is running out of strikers, I think he might be a unique option. Again, he's not going to be the goal-scoring threat. He's not going to score multiple goals per game. But he's just that option that if you want to switch it up, if you're looking for young raw talent that goes under the radar, maybe this guy is the guy to look for. And also, Rayong, his current club right now, he's played in all four games so far. And as a tie striker nowadays, it's very important to get game time. And at this level, 22 years old, I think he still has a long future ahead of him. 
he's got a, a good close control when it comes to like playing in tight spaces which is rare for someone with like pace to burn like him because like really fast really dynamic but in tight spaces he is um better than people give him credit for and that's mainly because he used to play a, a uh, he used to be a futsal player so that's and uh this is an interesting thing is um bg they pick up Badin Pala, an ex-futsal player, and turned him into a good player. And they went for um, Nantawat Suangal. So uh, pretty much the same model, but no, he unfortunately couldn't break it. And the kid was brave enough to ask for, to, to, to go out for game time. And that's, it's credit to him, and he's doing well so far. But he's still on loan, right? So like, he'll probably come back to BG, huh? Or oh, is, no, it, no, is he, it a permanent move? From, from what I know, he... Permanently. Okay. Oh really? Because in the in the stat, I I saw it as a loan deal, yes, but I guess yeah. I could be wrong. I was wondering. I, as well. I, I'm not sure, but like from what I know, it's it's a uh, permanent. Okay. But I mean, things could oh, change. I mean, you'd yeah, love for to sure, see he's him. getting a lot of game time, so he should be happy at Rayong. I mean, Thai league games don't you know you can't take that for granted. And while we're talking about BG, uh, what do you think of BG's plan this year? Which is we got promoted with all these amazing young players. Now let's send them back to T2 and get some old guys and experienced guys and get them in and send all of our promising young players to Chiang Mai FC. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> Setting uh, you up for that so I know I'm going to get. <laughs> uh, since this is not off the record, I'll be, I'll keep this short. I think it's bad. <laughs> and, and that's all I'll say. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Truly, truly, Korapat is too good to be playing in T2. He, he's, he's, uh, he'd be one of the better goalkeepers in T1, no? Like after that after tournament that. he had at the... It's like David De Gea and Dean Henderson situation. Do you swap like a, a proven T1 keeper? Okay, Chachai is not David De Gea, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. But he's a proven... <laughs> no, but he's a proven first choice. Yeah, okay. He's a proven first choice. Yeah. I, in BG's point of view, like keep Chachai for a year, mm-hmm. and then makes sense. Know, yeah, go yeah. apart. Okay, let's move on now to the next round. So we got six done. Let's try to get to ten if possible. Now I'll go back to you, Op. Your next man up. Ah, uh, this is tough. Well, I'll I'll go for um, BC Teros like Kanokpon um, Buswakom. You might be familiar with the name Butsubakom, so that's um, he is Koshtak Atapon Butsubakom's son. Is his second son, correct? The, the younger one? Yes, I got oh, this bad. This looks really bad, but I think he's uh, the second son. Okay. And why have you been so impressed about him? He is someone who. He's the, the type of player you expect a former football coach to, you know, to have. You know, he's technically good, well rounded. Central midfielder. I mean, he's, he's got everything. He doesn't run around. He, he, he works hard, but he doesn't run around like a headless chicken. So that, that's good. And I like that in a midfielder. Uh, I, and he, he, he was outstanding against Buriram. He does, the, he does the simple stuff well. And that's what I like about him. And, I, and he, I'm afraid if I don't bring him up, he will go unnoticed. So, you know, I'm going to... Give him a... No, he deserves the shout-out. All right, Jian, off to you. 
Yes, uh, staying on the topic of tarot, I think I can also pick the person who copied Ob's haircut, uh, Titoui, uh, who played as a right back for a few of the games this season, but was a really good centre back uh, for Akira Nishino in Thailand, the U23 tournament. And given his experience of being a right back, probably is pretty decent on the ball as well. And of course, he has the height. Like that, the height that he has is an asset. He'd be one of the taller players in the team of any club that he goes to. I mean, it would be very uh, wise to use him as a center back. He's got you know the defensive aerial ability. He's good on the ball, and I think that Thailand needs players like that to play at the back, and they fit Nishino's kind of style that he's going for with the senior team. So I think he's a player to watch this season as well. Yeah. 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 I I definitely agree with that. Um, still questions on you know the defensive side like we talked earlier, but I think overall definitely a talent that could be replacing the the likes of the proven talents in the league. Well, those are the names so far. So we got what eight now in the list. Okay, when we talk about young talents, I know. You guys hate the, you know, cliche names. But I have to talk about this guy, Supanat Muenta. How can we not talk about him? How can we go a podcast talking about young talents and skip this boy? Just an absolute baller. He's, breaking, he's broken every record there is to break in Thai football, really. Like, the youngest to play, the youngest to score. The AFC, I think he's the youngest to, to score a goal in the AFC. Youngest to play in the Thai national team as well. Just this this guy is an absolute like he's a he's a baller. There's nothing wrong to his game so far at this young age. And going forward, I I know Jian in the last podcast you said you have concerns about his health, but yes, <laughs> him and Superchoke's health is very. I'm very worried about them. We need like labor laws to kick in right now and be like yeah. Hey, but take this a season, I, I want to you know bring his name up as well as talk to you guys about this. What are your expectations of Supanat? Because, okay, you've had that year now as a player where the whole nation knows who you are. You scored a few goals for your club, Buiram. I'll pull the stats up later. But realistically, what do you guys think Supanat's goal this year should be? Mm, I think a couple of things. Uh, well, firstly, he ha- the problem that he has is that he's not having a consistent team to play around, right? So we, they brought in Ricardo Bueno and Bernardo Cuesta. And the way it's going, they might leave in the summer uh, because if they haven't hit the ground, they haven't played particularly well. So if you're Supernat and you're a young player, you want to build yourself in a forward line which is consistent and you can develop connections with the players around you. He obviously has a good connection with his brother, Superchoke, obviously, but with the other players and the other attackers in the forward line, he isn't getting a chance to sort of develop um, uh, a connection and develop a, like a good relationship with the players and improve his style on based on that. So I think if you're expecting some sort of exponential growth from him, it's not going to happen. I think he'll have a similar season to last year. You know, you can't expect him to keep on like getting better and better and better when he's this young, because at some point it's gonna he's gonna have a rough patch and he's gonna have to sail through it. And I think the sooner he has a rough patch, the better. I think that might be this year. You know, interrupted season, long time. You know, he played a lot of games. Now he's having a long break, um, and. Well, I think the best thing you can do is just be consistent. And that's what you should be aiming for. Just be consistent. Just keep on getting minutes. And then uh, eventually hope that your team can get a couple of foreign players who will stay there for more than six months. And then you can really start to kick off and play well from there. Ahap, what about you? Your thoughts on him? Uh, ideally, I, I, I hope Supernat 
continues to score 10 plus goals this season. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, uh, I hope he starts more game. And he takes small steps to, to develop as a, as a player instead of, you know, don't expect big things from him. Just you know, take it slow. One interesting thing, one interesting thing um, I, I like to point out from the first you know, few games is he's been playing from the right side. And we haven't seen that from him last season. Because last season, when he came on as a sub, he plays up top. Or when he starts, he starts on the left. And for the national team, he plays on the left and he moves in, in like inside. You know, doing that like you no know, Sadio Mane role, which is you no know, he, he he it's easier to get you know, running into space. You you get the you get the goals. Now, what what I hope you know, Buriram you know, um, plans for Supernat is to develop him as a all round attacking player in, in the likes of like uh you know Mbappe who on from the left he could move inside uh, make the runs behind the defenders and get your goals he could play up top or on the right he could be that rare type of player who plays with a right foot but also good on the right flank you know he, that pace i mean if Buriram could mold Supernat and develop him Slowly but surely, I, I think he's going to be a wonderful player. Wish it, no, the, the, the ingredients, the signs are there. All right, I'm going to ask you guys a really hot take questions. But before that, I'm going to just read through some of Supernat's stats. So 17 years of age, he's played 35 times for Buriram so far, 10 goals. For the national team, under 16 level, 16 apps, 19 goals. Under 19 level, 9 apps, 13 goals. U23 level, 9 apps, 8 goals. And for the main national team, 3 apps, no goals yet. With all these stats, considering all these stats, at only 17 years of age, will Supernat Munta be a better player than Tirasin Dangda by the end of his career? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yes, he will. I think he will. I think every subsequent generation will be better than the last one. You know, because everything... It's improving all the time. The country is improving on a macro scale. So I think that, yeah, he'll be better. It, it depends what position he plays, how he plays, whether they're directly comparable, and whether he achieves the same things with the national team. But in terms of ability alone, yeah, yeah, I think so. Up, what about you? Same answer? Uh, I think he'll be... Uh, no. He will achieve, like, bigger, bigger things, trophy-wise. Uh... But keep in mind, they are different type of players. Tirasen, you know, he's got a class. He glides through players. Super nut. No, he he just, no, he's just quick and amazing. Uh, I, but but, uh, this is really, you know, I, I just said I wanted him to take small step, and now I'm saying he's gonna be better than <laughs> Tirasen. <laughs> but that's the truth. Uh, one thing you gotta take into account is Tirasen. He 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 got the time to develop. Uh, if you remember, uh, the the there's this TV show or something that takes three promising Thai talent to Everton, and and you know, bet him in for two years. Oh yeah, yeah, 
Weird thing told me about but this. That's a, I wasn't ar yeah. around when this was happening, yeah, but I've been told that's a this story. story for another day. Yeah. One, one, one thing you gotta keep in yeah. mind is Tiersen is not the best player of his generation. He is not. But what he has, or what he was given, was the time to, you no know, game time, and the patience. And he works. He he is a like a real professional. Like he works hard, and he he got here because he he works hard. And I and I think Supanat does get the game time, and he does have the talent. So yeah, he will go far. And for from the rumors I've heard, Dortmund have have been you know looking at him. Yeah, I've heard that too. Wow. <laughs> Yes, but Dortmund is you no. Know, their partnership with Buriram, so they they will be aware of like this amazing kid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of the you know, you know super show and the super nut and you know, his the other brother. Yeah, so we went gone through nine names now. Anybody want to throw a tenth name in there, or do you think that is all we got so far? And we'll move on. If you don't mind, I've actually got two more names. You know, make it a oh, clean go eleven. Oh, go for it. Go for it. We got all day. Make it we a clean eleven. Uh, because um, the Thai national team, the senior team, has been struggling for defensive midfielders a, little, a bit recently. You know, Tanabun was not what we expected. I remember our first game, Nishino's first game uh, against Vietnam, and how we were yelling at Tanabun whenever he got the ball. Like, it just, you know, spread it quicker, play quicker. And, of course, the injury has derailed him defensively a little bit. I think there's actually quite a few uh, good defensive midfielders coming up. And we've talked about Patra Pon already. We talk about him a lot, uh, all the time, pretty much. I hope he comes back to fitness and plays well. But other players, I think I've noticed this season, um, both from the tournament and from the domestic football, is um, well, Chris Adakaman from John Bury, and uh, Kanarin, who just moved to Port, and they're both actually pretty decent. And the thing with with uh, Chris Adak, I was checking up his stats, and he's only twenty one years old, and he's been part of John Bury's team like first eleven for two years now. I was like, how he's only only twenty one. I think he's gonna be you know a future captain over there if he decides to stay there. He's one of the better players on the pitch already for Chonburi, and he's very solid defensively. When he was a center back, he was really good at like you know last ditch tackles, and like he's a very like pure defensive player. And he's been moved to defensive midfield um, ever since Sasom took over there. I think he could do very well and get be looking at a senior team uh, place at the AFF Cup if he has a good season. If the AFF Cup happens, that is with everything that's going on, and the other one is Kanarin who also played well for Thailand as the under-23s. And he's uh, surprisingly got a few games support near the beginning. And he, he, he came in for, uh, for, for Sivakon at Port. And I think it showed you when he played that they were doing really well because he actually defends and he lets Gosuki get forward and actually play. And the moment they dropped him and bought Sivakon back in, Go could not attack as much. And they've been, you know, not as potent going forward. Uh, so I think that I hope that... I mean, I know they'll never bench Siwakon Port, and I've been saying this for a year now, but they're never going to bench him. They're always going to make him play alongside Go. It's going to be, like, you know, pretty unbalanced. But if they... If, if Kanarin gets a chance to play games for Port, he could also be somebody who's looking at um, a potential spot at the AFF Cup. That's sort of three defensive mids, Krisada, Batrapon, and Kanarin, who Nishino should consider for the upcoming tournament. Anything to add on? Uh... From the three names um, Gian put forward, Kanarin is my my no, my best pick. So he he he's got great energy. One thing I worry about him is um, game time. Oh, and yeah. secondly, 
um secondly uh, he he have this ten- tendency to get booked a lot i'm not sure about his the stats but he was like up there last season he was up there like in like 42 players with the most booking so you got to be careful with that but but he's got the heart and the energy uh if i would add just you know a quick shout out is Virate from Meng Tong. From central midfielders, like a left footed central midfielders, no Thai fans got excited about Sorrid Pantong with the national team. But if you think about it, Virateb is the one doing, you know, with the end product. He, he looks good. He looks, no, he looks, no, not good. He looks great, you know, so far. No, that pa- Can I give a hot take on Sorrow? It just doesn't pass the ball when he's under pressure. I, I remember the BG, remember the BG uh, game against Bung Tong, right? We talked about VAR, and I, I didn't notice at the time because I was going crazy over VAR, but I went back and watched the highlights. And for one of the goals, he literally starts out on like the inside left of the pitch and like is put under pressure for going forward. And he takes the ball and runs towards his own goal in the middle of the pitch and then gets the ball stolen from him outside the box. So, like, you need to have the instinct to quickly pass it and, you know, quickly, you know, get the ball, decide where you want to go before you receive it. And Rira Tape has that. And like, he, he was better against uh, BU than, than Soro it was. Yeah, I think that was the goal that was actually disallowed, right? I think the, the moment that you're talking about, the incident was... Sorowit had the ball, he cut in from yes. the left yes. and yes. sort of messed around towards the defensive half of Meng Tong, got pushed off the ball, and BG went on to score. But luckily for Meng Tong, they called it back and said that was a foul. And I don't think, actually, I don't think it was a foul on Sorowit. I actually, I, I asked, because um, after that game, I, I, I spoke to Benjamin Tan, like, I'm trying to understand what the decisions were. Can I have a rationale for the decisions? <clears throat> so we mm-hmm. said the referee report actually didn't say it was a foul on Sorowit, it was a foul on somebody else. So sorry, got oh. away with it. The attack on sorry was clean. It was a foul from on somebody else. Apparently, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't. Remember. I mean, on on the on the live stream that I was watching, they zoomed in on sorry with getting pushed off, and everybody assumed that was the foul. But I guess yeah, but it, if you talk if you look to at him, it, it wasn't a foul. It was just uh-huh. being irresponsible on the ball. And if you yeah. if you want to play in that sort of you know deep lying playmaker role, you have to get the ball, know where you want to send it, and send it because you're going to be put under pressure. And if you're getting pressured, you know at a Thai league level, I'm sorry, when you go play against Vietnam, you're going to get bulldozed, you know? So, like, you've got to be, if you want to play in that role, you've got to, you know, be quick and have good instincts. I think Weir Tape is better in that field, yeah. All right, so this is unscripted. You guys haven't heard about the questions yet, but, hey, I'll just do it off the top of my head right here. Let's go with the, the national team first. We haven't talked much about this. So, currently, Thailand right now in the group for the qualifications let's say this virus gets eradicated and we're back playing football again does thailand make it through and out of their group to the next round for the world cup qualifications whoever wants to start go at it go to all because i'm gonna look at the table i've forgotten the points total (laughs) okay i don't know the math i can't remember the 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 table (laughs) um but i think we'll do well and with that fingers crossed i think we'll get we'll make it out because i mean I I try to keep it simple. You know, we just win our games. We are just win our games, and you know, that that. Uh, what else could we do? We. <laughs> you you look like you're dying inside. <laughs> we're 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 third. We have eight points behind Malaysia, who have nine, and Vietnam, who have eleven. So the UAE are below us. You think the UAE are gonna are gonna sit there and let let us go above them? There's no way we're gonna they're gonna let that happen. You know, we have to go away to UAE. No, no, they won't. 
They will. If you if you want a hot take, they you want a hot take. Here's here. I don't necessarily believe this, but here's what I think: Thailand should want to not go through in this round. Thailand should want to go what? to the longer round. You know, hear me out. Go to the one. Go to the next qualifying round where you play the extra games of the AFC, and you get to. Okay, look. Let's be legit. I can see like the death stairs. Like we're gonna go to the next round and lose all of our games, right? We're gonna lose to Korea, Japan, Saudi Arabia. We're gonna lose all those games, right? Why not just go to the other round, the the other AFC, um, qualifying round? Play easier teams, rotate the squad, grow the base of the national team. You know, grow the selection pool, get more players to play for the national team, let Nishino select different players, develop as a team overall, and then get to the Asian. I don't necessarily believe it. I'm saying it's one way of looking at it. It's one way of looking at it. I don't, I don't believe it. To, to, you know, I don't think, I don't want that to happen. I want to go through to the World Cup, you know, obviously. But that's like my, if it goes wrong, that's how I'm going to console myself with that. Yeah, well, right now, if for those of you listening who don't know the, the group uh, points, Vietnam's played five. They're at 11 points leading the group. Malaysia's played five. They have nine. We played five. We have eight. UAE's played only four, they have six, and Indonesia's played five, they've lost all their games. So we're sitting in third place, and hey, with three games to go, I think anything can happen. But from the looks of things, one of you is positive, saying that, hey, let's just win out and do what we can. The other view, (laughs) an interesting path, but hey, I'm not here to judge. I think that if you view it like that, then hey, let's just hold tight. It's saying if if we fail, if we fail, that's the positive. That's the positive. It's just just prepare it ahead of time. No, no. You then you, you can't make you uh, you you can't. Oh, my plan A is my plan. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait. Let me say that again. My plan B is my plan A. I mean, it doesn't work that way. But I mean, if you if you set yourself up for like, okay, if it goes wrong, I won't be too sad. And if it goes right, I'll be super happy. You know, it, yeah. I will be happy. <laughs> All right. I, I hopefully I did not. I, hopefully I did not start a war between you guys. Hopefully, we're at peace here. All right. The second hot take. Let's yes. shift our attention back to the Thai league. Of course, we're, let's live in a world where the coronavirus gets eradicated. We're back to playing football again. Will there be a new Thai league champion this year? True Bangkok United and Ratchaburi got to a perfect start. What are your thoughts on a newly crowned Thai League champion this year? Will we see it? Uh, normally, I, I'll, I'll, I'll predict the, the league winners after 10 games. But just for this hot take, I think, oh, yes. I, I think we will. I think we will. I don't trust Buriram. I don't trust, I, oh. I, I don't trust their transfer policy like you, know, you two discussed in the last podcast. I'm not a big fan of, you know, JJ. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I love that tweet. I love that tweet. <laughs> I'm, sure JJ, I'm sure JJ is you know, a nice guy. Before, uh, in, I, I in, would in hang out with he, him. Like, listens to the pod and then he I, I know, we, we, like, we could go to Korean Town. <laughs> I, 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 could, oh, I could take him to Korean Town once the virus is over. <laughs> But, um, but no. I'm... And tell him how bad he is at playing football. Is that what you're trying to do? Is that what you're trying to do? But it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Uh, All right. Jian, yeah, what about you? Um, see, so last year, I went on the Asian game and said BU would win. And then they, you know, failed horribly. 
So I'm going to predict that nobody will win the Thai League this year. <laughs> the way this is going. I can't bring myself the winner. Like, I said Buriram will win. And then they go playing the way that, that, you know. Whoever I pick is cursed to lose. I said Chiangai would come fifth and they won the league. So I'm going to just, like, not make a prediction. Because I don't want this curse to, like... You know, like, I don't want Mano to realize that I'm cursing him. You know, he'll be really sad. You know, I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to make any predictions about BU. Okay, and yeah, just to wrap up the podcast, this this one isn't a hot take. This one is just a personal opinion. So I released earlier today, you know, the top five Thai League slash Thai National Team jerseys I've been collecting. What about you guys? What's your, let's just go with top three. What's your top three jerseys, Thai League or Thai National Team that you like the most it could be design could be the memory it could be you know anything like what's your guys's top three so before before asking i actually um my top three was my third place was true bangkok united's third kit last season so the blue one with the vault my second was scg mung tong's 2016 gold shirt the, their third kit the the dream team one yes that's 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 my top three <laughs> and then my first kit was the 2012 Nike, the you know the with the Thaiwong flag across the chest, the mm. yellow one. That was my number one. Let's yeah, let's open up the floor. What's your guys' top three jerseys you've collected so far? Uh, I I like um I I also love the the Nike with the Thaiwong flag across the chest, but I uh, I also love the the Thai the Nike Asian Cup, two thousand I think it was um two thousand seven Asian Cup. But the it was the away um shirt, so it's a Nike shirt, but it's like black, no dark blue. Yeah, that was nice. And like for the Thai league team, uh, I'll go with the classic Umbro Bangkok glass shirt. Yes, white and white and uh, green. Ah. Uh. Well, yeah, so for the ones that I own, in no particular order, my three favorites, well, one would be the 2017 Bangkok United kit, the one that's half blue and half black, is split down the middle. I think, it, for good memories, that 2017 season was like my favorite season to watch. It, you know, it was so entertaining, you know, you had BU scoring, you know, 97 goals with Boscovich scoring 38 and 33. Uh, you had Ching Rai just coming up as a force that year. You know, and then Mung Tong, Buriram. It was a really entertaining season. That be my number one, I think, maybe. That one. Um, the Thailand, the white kit that they... The, the, with the... You know, the, one of the, I think it was the first Warwick's one. It was just white. The away kit. Yeah, that's another favorite one of mine. And then... I had a third in mind. I forgot. Let me think. <laughs> I forgot which one I was thinking of as my... Um, you said it was the 2016... Yes, yes. So said, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I have, yeah. I have that one with Clayton on the back. That that's my like my favorite kit. It's just you know incredible. Like, and it's sort of like if you think about it carefully, like that's kind of arrogant to make a gold kit before you win the league. Like like imagine you don't win the league that year. But like I mean again you know they were by far the best team that year. They played so well. Clayton had an amazing season. Chinatip had an amazing season. So that's my favorite one as well. And one that I don't own but I I want to own and I can't find it is Buriram's third kit from 2018. So it's like all black and the sponsors are in gold. That's a really good one. I want to get that one. And I, I don't know, I'm, you know, looking, they don't sell it in stores anymore, but that's a really good one as well. But I, I don't own that one, so yeah. All right, thank you so much, boys, for joining me today in this lovely podcast. I know we're all stuck at home and we love to go out and play football and cover more games. Anyhow, 
thank you so much for taking your time off the day to join this podcast. Again, you can hear from me later on. We'll be doing a lot of content during this time. And until next time, peace.